What's up? We're here with Sid from datapure.co talking about cross-listing and automating your business. Thank you for joining us, Sid. Cool. Thanks for having me, Ty. Over time, what I figured out was like, as I'm building my company, the biggest limitation within my company is kind of me, right? It's how fast can I grow the company is depending on, depending on me. So what I started doing was started outsourcing pieces of tasks to different people within my company and making sure that they were taking care of it. Um, and eventually over time, I figured out like, hey, this is a really good way to actually figure out how to grow your business is every time you learn how to do something, teach someone else how to do it and then stop doing it, mm-hmm. right? And then that way, like today, like as an example, like marketing, right? I used to sit there and send everyone emails and say like, hey, we'd love to do this type of work for you. Come talk to us, come talk to us, right? Mm-hmm. I spent time training some of my team members and then um, now they do marketing. So now when I'm out sleeping or like I'm on vacation, the marketing still goes on. It's not like it stops when I'm not there. Yeah, I like that. It's just creating that process in place that, again, that's always working while even now you're not working and pulling those leads. 100%. And I mean, uh, from my end, I think the biggest thing I always look at is to kind of jump into some like, you know, maybe tips and tricks is like, what is the biggest time suck in your day? And that's what you want to get rid of first, Mm -hmm. right? If it's finding product, If it's marketing, whatever that is, right, that's the first thing you want to get rid of. 100%. So personally for us, it's finding product because if you look Mm -hmm. at our funnel, everything goes in the top and then we already have the back end all set up where it's very easy and we start bringing in product. Like you said, the front end for us is that. And I know for eBayers and people that sell on Macari and those platforms, listing and cross-listing are the main um, time sucks out of your day. You don't want to be sitting there for 10 hours a day photoing and listing and then cross-listing all these products just to sell your product, right? You want to be out there getting more um, product. And I know personally, that's how we really scaled our business up to a couple hundred thousand dollars a month is because that whole back end taken care of. And then we focus on that one profit generation um, that really just been able to scale us up. And then now one thing that's the problem is cash, right? right. So that's yeah. the only bottleneck at this yeah. point. Cash is, cash is always a problem for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's a great point, right? I, I think uh, in your business, and uh, this is something like maybe if we want to talk about a little bit is, um, you know, you're using VA now to start doing some of your like, sourcing, right? Mm-hmm. How's that going for you? Fantastic. We actually had a VA. Um, so we started this VA on the actual buying program. And in two less than two weeks, he bought seven thousand dollars worth of product for us in one day. One day, right? And, See, <laughs> yeah. so that's awesome, right? So now this VA can actually anytime, and so like once you train one VA, you can train multiple VAs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just to kind of let you guys know that the VA is for my team. Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, but like the, the the cool part is like you know with somebody like us, right? We have all these VAs that are highly like already trained on this type of work mm-hmm. and we already have them kind of like um you know vetted based on like hey are they hard workers whatnot right so basic stuff like that um the, i think the bigger thing though is like how do you personalize each va for um er, uh, the part uh, for the customer right mm-hmm. so in your case you actually spent time with the va and taught them like here's the products i'm going to buy here's the products i don't like and then you said like here's how i would do it right i think i believe you even made some like screen recordings showed it to them and did that mm-hmm. um and now like now when Ty's sleeping or Ty's like out, like, you know, at the club, whatever, <laughs> the VA is working hard. And once one VA is up and running, Ty can, once he solves the cash problem, he can get two, three, four, five, as many VAs as he wants because it's a very replicable model and the VA can actually train the other VAs mm-hmm. beneath them. Yeah, I like that. And is there sort of like other automation, right? We talked about like mm-hmm. VAs as the mm-hmm. main automation that we do because that human that human mm-hmm. intelligence is very important. But is there even a another level automation that you can do maybe with like other softwares and kind of like getting that going? Yeah, so there's definitely software is always like um, a good way to do automation. And that's essentially why 
all this other software exists, right? I mean, the biggest one out there, Salesforce, is automation for salespeople because they used to like keep all this contact information, Excel sheets, and figure out when to like go contact people again. But now what happens is like you know, Salesforce does it all for them. Mm -hmm. um, so similarly on this side, on cross-listing and listing and product sourcing, right? I think there's a lot of automation you, uh, you, you can put in place. Mm -hmm. What I would think about is like, again, go back to like, what are the different chunks of um, pieces that are taking a bit, uh, that are taking up your time, right? Mm -hmm. So as an example, like if, Product sourcing is taking up your time, solve that, right? If cross-listing is taking up your time, solve that first, right? Mm -hmm. But then cross-listing, there are a few pieces of software out there, but I think the issue I see with them still is like, they still require you to do a lot of work to actually post, right? They might reduce your time down from, let's say, 10 minutes to, let's say, five. But when you're posting, let's say, even like 10 products a day, that's like 50 minutes gone from your day when you could be out having fun or actually finding new products for you to buy, right? Exactly. I like how you talked about like um, the problems. I think a lot of resellers mm -hmm. in general don't think of it as a problem, they think of it as their day job, right? Yeah. They think of like, I need to, I need to, I need to post, I need to cross list. That's that's like my job, right? But like Sid said, it's it's a problem in your business to get it to the next level. You need to solve for that. I think that's the biggest thing that mm -hmm. I learned working with you. It's solve for these things that are the hindrance, and then you can move on very quickly. Because if you're trying to, if you're doing the same thing, that's the biggest problem over and over and over. It's always going to be that problem, right? Yeah, so I guess to jump on that topic a little bit, like, you know, what are problems within your business? Let's talk specifically about cross-listing, right? Yeah. And product sourcing and cross-listing, two things. I think a lot of people think like, oh, this is my job, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you do a job at a corporate environment, they don't actually let you automate any of this stuff because, like, yeah. they're paying you a salary to do this. But when you're making your own money, you can actually start automating this information, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people don't realize, like, hey, me sitting there looking at products every day, me sitting there trying cross-list products every day, is something that's actually not important enough for me to spend my time on, right? Mm -hmm. Once you learn how to do it, you can train other people to do it and then just stop doing it altogether. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to one of, one of our uh, other customers, Aaron, and he was telling me like how he spends a lot of time, he doesn't actually cross list at the moment because it's a real big pain for yeah. him, right? And then when he wants to actually cross list, he's saying I was gonna take up so much time, like I can't then find my own products, right? And this was funny because I, I think about two months ago, I don't think he actually saw this as a problem mm -hmm. until we started talking. And he was like, oh, like this is actually a big problem for me um, to sell my product faster, right? And so now with him, what we're doing is we're basically cross-listing every single one of his products. So every day what we do is we go uh, grab his eBay list mm -hmm. and then list his products on Mercari and Poshmark, yep. which allows him to actually now, uh, what it does interestingly enough is like if you go on Google, um, and search for that product, it mm -hmm. takes up the top three listings, right? So Poshmark, Mercari, eBay are paying for that search listing on Google. Mm -hmm. And uh, his product now shows up of the top like eight or so, he takes up three of those spots because he's listing on all three. Um, what it does in return is basically allows him to sell the product faster. So now you not only are you like, you know, listing this product without actually spending time on it. Mm -hmm. So you're freeing up your day, but also you're moving a product faster. So now you can make more money um, so let's say you're, you're moving a thousand dollars worth of product in 30 days. You can potentially move it in 15 days. Mm -hmm. and you can actually now make more money yep. on that. I think that's an interesting topic. Like it's uh, in, in my personal opinion, it's all about attention, right? Right. So when you like Sid said, when you cross this on three different platforms, five different platforms, ten different platforms, you're mm -hmm. gathering all this attention. Because if you're only selling on eBay alone, or if you're only selling on Macari, or you're only selling on Poshmark, let's say that that product listing gets 10 views a month, right? But then if you do it three, if you post on three different seven locations, that's 30, there's 30 people actually looking at your uh, listing rather than 10. So you have a 3x 
percent chance better to sell that product, get your money out, mm-hmm. continuing to scale on top of that, and then putting your money back into that funnel and getting the, your return out 10 times faster or three times faster. Yeah, I think Chris from Daily Refinement, yeah. uh, he, he kind of pointed this out to me, which I didn't even think about. He's like, look, when I sell product, for me, if I can make lower margin, but I can move it twice as fast, mm-hmm. that's worth more for me than actually higher margin and moving it slower, yep. right? Um, that, that was one of the biggest eye-opening things for me, at least, in this. And I was like, oh, wow, that's actually interesting, right? Mm-hmm. If you have, let's say, even like a 25% lower margin, but you sell twice the amount of product that month, mm-hmm. that's actually a lot better than selling like the highest margin product, but then selling half of it. Yep, 100%. It's that volume rather than just one or two high-end products, right? Yeah. And so, like, uh, you know, I think when you talk about specifically like a cross-listing business, right, um, or even like a product sourcing business, what you want to look at is like, let's, let's talk about the buckets where people actually spend a lot of time. Yep. Right, the biggest bucket is uh, if you're doing product sourcing is finding the products mm-hmm. and then listing them online, yep. right? That's basically, those are your two big jobs that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third piece is like having enough cash, but there's no real automation yet for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> One day. <laughs> but like, so let's say three, like three biggest buckets that like are limiting from you from making more money. It's, uh, again, to summarize, it's like finding the product itself and then going online and listing the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third is the cash. And then on the cross-listing side, it's now taking the same products that you've already listed in one spot and putting them in other locations. Mm-hmm. So let's say you list it on eBay today. What if you could list it on Mercari, Poshmark, Offera, let's go. Like you can list it on all these sites, but you're gonna spend a lot of time doing it. Mm-hmm. So what you wanna do is like now look at like, okay, how do I take these buckets that are taking up a lot of my time and automate them? You may not be able to do 100%, but even if you can do 50% automation, mm-hmm. that's still 50% less time you have to do on the same menial jobs. I like your bucket, uh, like um, thought process, and I think even like where is like the top bucket, and like how does how does how does like the lines go down, right? right. It's kind of interesting. I know you talked about like the cross listing and the listing are like on the bottom, and that structure. Once that structure's in place, you can just pump items through very very quickly, right? And yeah. then you can get then your whole business changes from you personally posting and you personally listing cross listing to then you're just pushing things down this funnel that just disperse, like distributes it really quickly mm-hmm. and then you get a lot more sales very quickly, right? Yeah, an example I'll pick up from like, actually uh, Chris, again from Daily Refinement, mm-hmm. love like how he does stuff, right? Yep. Um, he's very, he's a mastermind in kind of like automation as well, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so like, um, it, so what he was telling me like, you know, like, and he's, what he's doing with us, right? Which I found very interesting as I was starting to work with them closer and closer is, um, he's actually saying like, hey, everything I have on my eBay store, mm-hmm. take it and just list it on Poshmark and Mercari, right? Yep. And there are a couple of tools out there, but what they, what I found out was, and I'm not gonna name any, but what I found out was, um, he had to actually spend time even on them to list them, yep. right? And so he had to like make sure the data was accurate when it came over, and then he had to make sure like the number of characters was just the correct piece. So he gave that over to us, and that, what we do with him now is just basically, Chris just posted on eBay, and then like, you know, that day it's posted on Mercari and Poshmark. So when he like sees his business, right, it's just the product sourcing side, um, is that's all he's spending time on now mm-hmm. and listing it on eBay. Everything else is just kind of automated. Um, and the other piece I like actually we're starting to do now is delisting it for him, right? Yep. So the product sells, we automatically delist it for him. We get an email alert saying like, hey, this product has sold. Mm-hmm. Um, all Chris has done is basically set up a forward alert. Uh, so anytime he gets an alert saying like, hey, this product has been sold, he forwards that to us automatically mm-hmm. through a, um, you can set this some Gmail uh, automation forward. Yep. Um, so he does that, and then now we just delist it for him. So now if you think about his business, it's like, what is he really spending time on? Like on Poshmark Mercari, he's really spending zero time trying to sell the product, exactly. right? Exactly. And it just sells for him on its own. Um, but the other piece that like, I think eventually we're gonna try to target with him is um, actually just listing the product online, right? It's yep. 
how do you just basically become, you know, eventually what if Chris could just become the guy that just buys the shoes from somewhere and he doesn't have to worry about actually selling them. He just kind of sends it over, we list it, do everything for him and now he's just, his business is 100% automated. That's the, that's the skill we're talking about, right? Like once that once we're able to put those things in place, we become like an Amazon, as in like they yeah. handle the back end, which is the the biggest, best thing about selling on Amazon is we hand, they handle the back end. That's what we're trying to do mm-hmm. with Chris and all and other resellers that are, that are in this processing um, uh, mastermind. Um, and once that's done, it makes it so much easier to scale, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, uh, you, it's all about like I, I look at it like, hey, how much money can I make on my time, right? Yep. And this is like, I was talking to someone that they were like, hey, look, I, you know, I make a lot of money, but like, if you look at it on a hourly basis, I make less than minimum wage because yep. I'm spending like 14, 15 hours every day working, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's interesting is like, if you can actually say like, okay, cool, like, let me look at like where I spend my most time and where can I like increase my margins the most? Yep. At the end of the day, it's a margin game, right, on your time. So, like, like, let's say you value your time at like I don't know, like twenty bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Start looking at like where you're spending time and where people can do it for you for less than 20 bucks an hour, right? Yeah. That's that's how you want to play this game is essentially say like, what is the value of my time and how can I reduce it? Yeah. Oh, shit. No, I, I, like, I like the margin thing. I think that's another thing that a lot of people don't think about. They talk like, it's all about like, I'm trying to find the best products right mm-hmm. now. But then the, the actual margin at the end of the day is mm-hmm. it's really what the take home is, right? Yeah. Or what you can invest to build out your business and what you can invest to keep growing, right? I know a lot of resellers, that's that's something that doesn't even come across their mind. It's just, I need to find good products and then <laughs> it's like, I need to post this and then I'm shipping, right? It's that whole business mindset. I know personally, uh, two years ago, that wasn't there, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I had one job and that's find the best products, list them on Facebook, uh, list them on uh, eBay and then sell them, mm-hmm. but it's not a scalable, it's not scalable in the slightest. Yeah, it's, I think one interesting thing uh, I found out was I was looking through a lot of like other customer data is, like you can buy shoes all day long, right? Yep. But there are different types of shoes. Uh, one shoe, like just to pick a random example, if you buy like a 7.5 in men in Jordans, mm-hmm. right? And let's say you have a $100 margin on that one. That may move a lot slower than like a you know non-Jordan, just a generic, let's say Adidas shoe, yep. right? That is, let's say only $50, right? And so if you can buy like four of these shoes from Adidas mm-hmm. and you can move them in 15 days versus Jordan 30 days, it's better to do that rather than do the Jordan because your margin eventually come out bigger. Yep. So it's, yeah, to your point, you don't need the perfect product. You want to look at like your margins, right? Mm-hmm. And your margins are based off of not just that particular product, but your time as well. No, 100%. Uh, Jack at Video Game Sourcing, he gave, uh, he put out a little pamphlet. Of, he showed uh, if I sell um, uh, 30 products with 20% margin rather than, or I sell a product every day uh, for 20% margin rather than I sell one every two months for 100% margin, your money is, it's like, it was it was a big difference. Just like fifty thousand dollars for like the slower moving in between, uh, and then it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the faster, slower, the mm-hmm. smaller margin per product. But the, the scale out is massive. Yeah, I, I think if you just run some numbers, right? Let's say you let's say to keep it simple, right? Like you have a hundred dollars worth of product um, that you're uh, you're buying, like, and you sell that product at fifty dollars profit, right? Mm-hmm. And if you can sell that in fifteen days. What you can essentially do is sell it twice a month and make a hundred bucks. Yep. Whereas if you can only do it once that month, you only make fifty bucks, right? Yep. And so the time it takes to sell a product is way more important, I think, than actual margin mm-hmm. in the long run. Um, and this is why I'm saying, like, you, when you want to look at your margin, you want to look at the amount of time it takes, also, right? Mm-hmm. Not just velocity. Yeah. Velocity. Yeah, you want to look at velocity. That's a very good good word, right? For it, okay. you want to get velocity plus margin, not just like profit margin of the perfect product. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like that, and that's what that's what the crossing does. It just starts speeding up those sales because yep. you have more attention, right? Look at look at the baseline of your business. 
understand it. And once you can understand it, you can start picking those things, like you said, those buckets, and then really crush out those buckets. And it becomes very, you're very, very easy to automate and scale. I know personally for us, uh, as when we first started out the eBay business, it was, it's just, it was just like, okay, say it's like over and over and over, but it was so hard to get going, right? <laughs> there's not very, there's not many good, um, businesses out there trying to help eBayers, right? right? There's the, people are trying to automate drop shipping and all these other things, but that's not where the, where the money sits, right? It's going out and building an actual streamline or an actual business off of buying products and selling them as fast as possible, right? I think I, I'm going to actually give a shout out to Aaron again, right? Yeah, he yeah, he yeah. told me a story, which is I kind of love, right? He was like, look, I worked at this company for like, I think almost like 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then I got laid off, right? Yep. And he was like, I was at this company. I was always like the first one to show up. People like come around late, but I was always there. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, these guys are going to keep me forever. And then he got automated out of mm-hmm. a job, right? Yep. So he basically like, I uh, was like, oh shit, like I don't have a job anymore. And he's trying to figure out what to do. And, um, you know, he saw you, <laughs> which is great. Uh, so he saw you and then like uh, other people as well. But he was like, look, I saw these guys doing this business. Mm-hmm. I started my own. And now I'm to the point where I'm like trying to figure out like, okay, I got my business. I got my money coming in. I don't have to actually go to a job, yep. right? I now want to create flexibility for myself. Mm-hmm. And which is now he's trying to figure out how to do the automation. This is why he started working with us. Mm-hmm. Is basically now we're, what we're like, he's got his money level. Now he's trying to do automation. So he, now he can have a life yep. of his own and go out. Um, I mean, I think his goal, uh, you know, to me, and this is my goal as well, is like, if I'm in Hawaii and I'm on vacation, I'm like out surfing. Yeah. Do I still make money? Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of the goal in life, right? I mean, it's it's like we talked about it a little bit last time. It's a zero hour work week, right? Yeah. How do you like have them? You know, you're never going to work zero hours in the week, but if you have the mindset of like, hey, I want to work zero hours this week and make money. That's when the automation, you should really start thinking about automation. Yep. Uh, Tim Ferriss actually has a great example of this. He says like, um, first you need to get software to do that. If it's eBay marketing, things that are very, very online basic. And then you automate the next level of automation is actually having a VA or mm-hmm. having somebody else take over that job. And then it's having in-house staff and then you do that. So you always want to be doing the most important things possible. I know, I know personally for me, it's, it's, it's raising funds, right? right? It's raising funds because we know we have thousands of products out there of what this, mm-hmm. what this thing that we're doing, but it's only, I know now the bottleneck is what's stopping us from actually really growth is getting a lot of freaking money and then be right. able to push that through, right? So always think about that and like what's the biggest bottleneck and how can you solve, again, solve for that bottleneck when that's very, very important, especially if you're a reseller. Um, also another thing I want to talk, <clears throat> touch on is I think everybody should be, uh, even on their weekends or on their time off, they should be reselling, right? It's yeah. the second biggest gig economy out there other than um, Uber, right? And it's great money. Go to those garage sales, go to those thrift markets, do that liquidation and start flipping and start making that cash. And again, then just automate the hell out of it and you'll have a business on your own. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I, just to kind of summarize from my end, I guess there's one, one thing I'll add at the end, right? I mean, in my own experience, I've lived through this in my side, like in terms of working from like 16 hour days and now actually like having a lot more flexibility in my life, right? So I was like, if you're trying to grow your business to kind of like ties, talking about you want to work on weekends and like go out and actually get the best products, automate the other pieces of, uh, that are not as like, you know, um, margin making, right? You going out and finding products and thrifting um, is probably going to make you higher margin then um, you actually just list them online, right? So yep. you want to do at the end of the day, like time and velocity, optimize on those two, and then uh, so and then figure out like, okay, this stuff like where I can just have other people train, let them do it for me. And then let's talk about the mindset, right? What's the mindset? Uh, I know, well, I know, I got my own thing. I want to get yours as well. Mm-hmm. On like why people aren't automating, why people aren't growing their business in the way that they want to. What's that mindset yeah. there? 
I think it's interesting, right? I think the number one for people is like, oh my God, I have to pay a little bit of money to do this, right? Yep. And it's, it's uh, like, if you start looking at like that way, you're never going to automate away. And I used to do that too. And I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to pay someone for this. Oh man, I, let me just do it myself, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized like the amount of time I spend on it, it's not really worth it because I want to grow my business to a bigger level, right? I can always keep doing this and optimizing it. So I, I think the difference is like when you have somebody started doing bigger things in life and they you know that's what they wanted to do and they did it um i'm not saying one's right or wrong but like that's what they did mm -hmm. right and the reason they did that is because they found other people to do work for them yep. right and so uh but like the initial mom and pop person the problem is for them that what prevents them from hiring someone mm -hmm. is the cost right mm -hmm. and so what you need to do is basically start figuring out like hey this will be a cost but this is for a good long-term cost for me mm -hmm. and i'm going to do it and just make sure that like the investment i do now is going to pay off dividends in the long run yeah, no, I, I like that. Is that is that extra cash, right? A dollar here, a dollar there, it, to actually grow your business, it's it's insubstantial. If that if, if that couple bucks means so much, you need to decrease your living expenses, right? Yeah. Because your business isn't your piggy bank. Like that's yep. the thing, right? It should not be. Your business should be thriving. It could be. It should be able to thrive on its own and not you pulling out cash. Oh, personally, right? Like once we once we hit growth, like and we were making money, if, if I was starting pulling out cash, growth would have stopped instantaneously, right? right? But instead we're doing other things, like we're we're building out funnels, we're building out the next products, we're building out our own products, we're doing we're building out cross-listing stuff as well. Um that cash and that small living expense. I know if you guys have seen the videos, I used to live in my own warehouse and before that my mom's place, right? So even even making six figures, like you need to decrease that living expense, which is really important. Yeah, 100%, right? I mean, uh, let me actually throw this question at you, Ty, right? So, like, you picked up a VA, right? Yeah. And um, this this VA, like, I know you've gone on Upwork and found cheaper VAs. Mm -hmm. but, but then you paid for a higher-end VA, right? Yep. Um, in, like, I guess in your experience, can you talk a little bit around how, like, your experience was with them versus, like, the cheaper VAs? Because I know that what I'm trying to get to is, like, you paid more money yep. up front, but, like, how that's paying off for you now? Yeah, think, the thing is, it wasn't even that much more money because you guys have such a good program in the back that normally, like, it was it was actually a dollar more, right? A dollar more an hour <laughs> than if we would go on offer, right. not offer up, um, uh, Upwork. Upwork or Fiverr, it was a dollar more. Like, if you wanted an hour too, right? Yeah, right. So, like, a dollar more an hour than mm -hmm. actually going on those other sites. And the difference in quality and actually getting things done. I know. So we have we have a guy. Uh, his name is Swastik, right? Great, great on e-commerce. Mm -hmm. And he like we taught him these lessons on how to source. And he picked it up within a few days. And he was like asking us what to do next, right? Mm -hmm. Like he was pushing that. You never see that with anybody on uh, Fiverr or Upwork. It's like let me get my job done. That's mm -hmm. it. And if they quit, I think this is the biggest one mm -hmm. we talked about last time. If they quit. Um, you literally, and, and if, if you have, if you taught them and didn't actually have like a plan, if they quit, you lose all that progression that yeah. goes out the door instantaneously. Because think about it. If you're hiring one freelancer on Fiverr, um, that then quits all that knowledge goes with them. You right. can then take, we've seen, we've seen our, we've seen our competitors that Fiverr freelancer then goes to our competitors and teaches, <laughs> teaches them our, our, our knowledge, right? So that doesn't happen with you guys. And if, 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 if let's say a uh, swastik uh, mm. gets a raise or uh, he's not there anymore, um, you guys have a team in place that can audit, that can fill that spot within a couple of hours, right? If not less, because all things are already in place yep. and you, you don't lose. It's not, it's not taking, it's not taking one step forward and then two steps back. It's taking two steps forward and then 
maybe uh, a little little ledge back and then you can keep progressing, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like this is actually that's great feedback. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. From our side, like what we do is we basically say like, hey, this guy's working hard, right? One day he may want to move on somewhere else, right? Yep. We hope he never does, but one day he does, right? And so our, to protect our customer, one, we have an NDA signed with our guy, right? Mm -hmm. So they can't go work for another reseller right away, right? Yep. It's like, look, you have to wait for like a couple of years to be able to go work with another reseller. Mm -hmm. So we have an NDA signed on that. Um, the second piece that we have on the back end, we have other people trained as a backup. Mm -hmm. And we always do this because like what we see is when we start working with customers, they always want to add more people. Mm -hmm. So we always have more people trained anyway. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it offers a good backup. So let's say Swastik's out sick or he's out, or he leaves, whatever, right? We have somebody that can jump in right away and be like, hey, Ty, I'm going to take over and start working with you. Mm -hmm. All you see is a different name. Everything else is about the same, right? That's incredible. Right? And, then it's, and so even like when you start thinking about like um, kind of like automation on your side, right? This is how you want to think about it, right? Like mm -hmm. I want to have dependency on automation but i want to have it on a single person because yep. then that person gets the power and they might end up leaving mm -hmm. or it might start increasing their ask for how much money they want from you right? exactly right like i believe that you could on the ask part like if you're trying to if you're trying to ask for more cash you need to be able to do more not be able to hold the power it does it does nothing and then if you can automate that out it becomes very very easy to it produce more because you have more leverage on mm -hmm. that side and you can you can can grow you can grow a lot faster as well right I think one thing, uh, like like to your, uh, like uh, the earlier point I was trying to make with you is, so basically you took a risk by saying like, hey, we're going to pay, you know, if it's a, just a dollar more, but you yeah. still paid more, right? Yeah. Say, so, hey, I'm going to take a risk and do this. But uh, you found the right resource. And then now, like, your automation is a lot more complete. Resource, yeah. And you don't have to spend time teaching that person anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And now you can just tell Swastik, be like, hey, dude, go train someone else. You don't have to train that new person. Swastik trains them, and all of a sudden, like, your business is fully automated, mm. right? And since they're, like, your VAs are all working in the same location, too, mm -hmm. it's very easy them for them to train each other and right. already have that backup ready, right? Yeah. It's not like you have to jump on another call or another Zoom call mm -hmm. to get those guys trained. They're, they're together, right? This, they do, this, this is their day job. This is what they do daily. Yeah, and so I, I should have brought a photo, but, like, they, they're all sort of, like, in a proper office everywhere over there. I, I think what we want to do next is start doing, like, multi-time coverage. So as an example... Mm -hmm. Right now, he's doing Pacific hours with you, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, we want to say it so, do it so like where he's doing Eastern hours as well, mm -hmm. or maybe even at nighttime, and uh, you know, start figuring out like through analytics, where are you? What time of the day are you getting the best products? Right. Ah, that yeah. would be now. That's now you're talking about like true optimization of your business, which mm -hmm. is like, hey, you know, if it's the weekend when you get the best products, mm -hmm. then he should be sourcing on the weekends and cross-listing you for on the weekends, right? Yep. In terms of moving product, I, I've realized like spot, especially a lot of like consumer goods like shoes, mm -hmm. they sell a lot on weekends because people are sitting at home shopping, yep. right? And so you want to make sure that like you're cross-listing stuff before the weekend hits. And even on the weekend, if you're acquiring product, you want to get out as soon as possible because it all comes down to how fast you move the product, right? That's interesting. That like you, you guys are even thinking about that for us as a customer, right? Yeah. So that's what that's what actually having a business mm -hmm. uh, working with, they'll, they're going to try to make you the best. They're going to bring you the best value, right? Instead of having that Fiverr or uh, mm -hmm. Upwork freelancer, that all they care about is cross-listing at their own time. Right. You guys are thinking about how can I really help? Mm -hmm. Let's go, Aaron or Chris at Daily Refinement. Uh, how can I help these guys sell more, mm -hmm. buy more? build their business better because if uh, i know we talked about this last time if you help them build their business bigger you guys get extra people hired through them right yeah. so it's, it's a win-win <laughs> instead of that freelancer thing i want to do it at my time i don't care about anything else y'all are y'all are in this for the long run trying to build a company out for chris uh aaron and all these other people that are trying to cross this thing yeah honestly like like if if uh chris his business starts blowing up even more i mean he's got a pretty sizable business already yeah, right he does. but uh if it's like hey it blows up even more and he hires more people from us we make money right and yep. so 
I, you know, I would say like, it's a very kind of, the, the incentives are very aligned, right? Mm -hmm. The more money you make, the more people you're going to get from us, mm -hmm. the more money we get at the end of the day. Yep. I like that. I think also the one thing that I want to touch mm -hmm. on is what we've seen in terms of the automation process. It's mm -hmm. um, you, like, personally, we, you can't think that I'm the best at this and no one else can automate that. That's a bad mindset to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, that really slows down growth in anything, and you really probably shouldn't even be um, a leader in a company if you have that mindset, thinking that I'm the only person I can do this project. Because really, even personally, I know everything I do can be uh, can be automated and taking over. Right? That's not. I'm not looking to hold on to that one job because it's job security. You want to be growth. You want to build that growth with other people. Once you get out of that mindset, it becomes very very easy to scale because then you look at your time more valuable. How can I? increase the output I can on my time by automating all the work I can. So then you can even free up your time to do things that you want to do more, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, like it starts off with like, look, I always assume I'm automatable mm -hmm. and I want to be, right? Because yep. as a business owner, what you want to do is actually work the least number of hours yep. and make the most amount of money, yep. right? And if you have this philosophy in your mind, you're always gonna, at the end of the day, aim for a higher growth business. Mm -hmm and end up actually having flexibility in your life, right? I mean, I think the advantage of owning your own business is the fact that like, you can do whatever you want at any time. Mm -hmm. And having something like this where you can automate things away mm -hmm. helps you achieve that flexibility in life. No, yeah, like, again, it's all about flexibility. How yeah. do we build that flexible thing out as best we possibly yeah. can? And it does two things when you aim for flexibility. I think you end up achieving a higher growth business mm -hmm. like or bigger business yep. and also having more flexibility, right? Because the mindset you have to have is just like, how do I automate this piece of work away? Yep. Right. I, what I realized was like when I was starting off my business um, is I would spend time with every customer interaction. I would spend time like understanding everything with them, mm -hmm. which is great early on because I really understood the market inside out. Mm -hmm. But then I started training my team on how to do it. Right. And so what that does is now frees me up to do bigger things, which is acquiring new customers for us. Yep. Again, top of the funnel. What does yep. the biggest impact what you want to spend your time on it is a big impact. Yeah, I know like for you, it's cash. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Right? right? And so, yeah, you just want to, th I think for everyone out there, mostly people, audience for this, yep. like it's going to be like, I think cash mm -hmm. plus finding products and then selling them, right? Yep. And um, the cash is the one thing you can't solve for. Mm -hmm. And so you want to solve for the other thing, which is like finding new products and then selling them. How do you solve for that? Automate those pieces away. Yep. I, I, let's jump back on the topic of mm -hmm. how you guys are actually looking at what's best for the customer and mm -hmm. the different time zones. I know, like you said, like uh, shoe sales are the highest on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to cross this a shit ton of things on the weekends. Right. right. Yeah. And I mean, um, so what, like because like, so we have a team of people that work, right? So we have mm -hmm. over like 250 people. Yep. And so what we can, we have the flexibility of staffing them at multiple um, office hours. Mm -hmm. So let's say Swastik, he works the US Pacific shift, right? Yep. We can also staff someone to work the US Eastern shift. We can uh, staff someone to work the UK shift, mm -hmm. or we can staff someone to work like the India shift, right? And so what that does, it gives you constant coverage. And then as you start buying product, you can start looking at like, hey, when I bought these products, what time did I buy these products? Or when I cross-listed these products, what time were they cross-listed and when did they sell? Mm -hmm. So as an example, like if you're waking up here every day at like 7 a.m., getting to your like, you know, desk by eight and like cross-listing product, so you get your debt done by 11, uh, what if you could do that? And that's eight to 11 is like usually when like people are like not really getting started on work, they're like out shopping, whatever yep. online, right? They're looking at email. What if you could start listing this stuff like two hours earlier? So by the time everyone gets up and running, they're seeing your product already listed rather than having to see it the next day, mm -hmm. right? And so like just even adding on every single product one day less um, will make you a lot more money. Oh, 100%.
let's let's talk about like what what are you looking for in like uh what's your business going to like looking doing in the future like mm-hmm. how you guys how you guys building it out so like mm-hmm. even make a better product for mm-hmm. um our cross listeners and our listers yeah so you know like I'll, I'll talk about my business and then i, I like yeah, i don't think we actually mentioned the name when we started the podcast yeah, yeah, is yeah. data pure data right pure. And, and so like what the biggest problem i face in my business is is a is i think there's a good correlation for like why automation is important right is we tend to pick up a lot of different types of customers, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have a customer that is one industry and another industry and just like a lot of different types, mm-hmm. right? If you go to a website, uh, which is datapeer.co, um, you'll see that like we have a couple of cost types of customers on there. Um, and so for us, the issue is like every time we have a new type of customer that comes in, we have to train them. So the reason I'm super interested in this industry is because like once you do one thing for one cross-lister, I can train my people to do it easily for another cross-lister, right? Mm-hmm. Or if I want to do for product sourcing, it's it's somewhat the same, the product sourcing, mm-hmm. but um, we want to just have people that can be trained, right? Yep. Uh, we do put like almost like a Chinese wall between them. So we say like, hey, if you're working with Thai, you can't work for someone else yep. to list, uh, find products for them, right? But at least for me on the training perspective, it's easy. Like here's how you go on eBay. Here's how you do this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's very easy for us to do and get up and running. Um, so that was me automating our side of the business, which is like, look, we're going to get one type of customer only going forward, which mm-hmm. is cross-listing and product sourcing, right? Um, so uh, for us, the next is like now introduction of tools, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have with uh, Chris, Dale Refinement, Aaron, um, and a couple other guys, we have cross-listing kind of on on point, right? Where they say, hey, we've already listed on eBay. Um can you just go list it everywhere else, right? And so we'll go ahead and do that. Now what we want to start doing is introdu- introducing software on there. So we're now like, let's say my guy's spending maybe like five minutes listing something mm-hmm. that reduces their time down to let's say like two minutes, one minute, right? Um, and what that does in return for the customer is the cross-listing comes a lot faster also. Mm-hmm. And so like within a day, let's say you have 2000 products, you could probably get all those listed within a day at yep. that point, right? And so for us, the automation is dependent around that, offering those products to customers. I think we can imagine like, that's like the next short-term solve for us, right? But if you imagine the long-term, it's how do you, how do you cross those products? How do you do it automatically? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you provide data and analytics for like, hey, I listed your product on 10 sites. Here's what the cell came from. So this is the one you want to focus on. Yep. This is the time you want to list it. And then I think the third piece down the road is like, hey, you know what? You don't even have to like list it on one source. Mm-hmm. Just send us the image, we'll list it for you. Yep. We have all this data already on our side. All you need to do is give the photo of the shoe and we'll just list it automatically for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's not that many types of shoes out there. I mean, yes, there are lots, yeah. but <laughs> but like once you go start going through like a few thousand a day, yep. we start creating a database of our own of all these different products. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. How I've been thinking about this lately is it's it's digital distribution, yep. right? Because the market is uh, segmented or fragmented, right? Whatever yep. the weather of the word is. Fragmented. <laughs> fragmented. <laughs> um, the, the market is fragmented. There, there's more and more... Um, uh, market, quote unquote, marketplaces coming mm-hmm. up, right? right? So the more and more fragmented the marketplace, the more niche down um, uh, markets there. Let's say there's a, I'm thinking about this, maybe a dog, a dog one, or a pet, a pet mm-hmm. marketplace for like custom pet stuff. So I don't know. Once that happens, yep. then we can start posting your pet items that you guys buy on that site, mm-hmm. right? And that, like that's that's the train that's gonna be, the more and more money and uh, money gets into this mar- like all these marketplaces, mm-hmm. as you're seeing right now, Poshmark, Mercari, Goat, StockX, eBay, Amazon, um, Bonanza, uh, Let Go, like right. there's so many of these marketplaces coming up because there's so much opportunity in this thing. Now, so, and even that, there's fragmented attention too. I think that's what we're solving for mm-hmm. in terms of the digital distribution is that fragmented attention that, let's say Sid only buys an offer up, um, I only buy an eBay, 
why aren't you on both of these trying to sell to us, right? Yep. At that point, you can even, your, your products, once you have more attention on your products, your products can be even priced higher, I feel like, right? Mm -hmm. So then you can make more money because you're not fighting with a million people on eBay. Um, now you're fighting, now, now you're attacking all this attention, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think it's um, to a standpoint, right? Like you get the most eyeballs, right? Yep. It will cost you a little bit of money, but you get the most eyeballs mm -hmm. and you can move your product a lot faster. So you may be able to even price it up um, and because you're moving faster, you may even want to like, you know, just get a ton more product now yep. because you'll have a lot faster turn on your cash. I, I like the eyeballs thing. It's, it's kind of like a, um, like it's, it's kind of like ads, right? You're, it's mm -hmm. the same concept. As yeah. The more you pump in ads, the more higher sales you're going to get, yeah. right? I, I, like, like if you're uh, selling shoes, right? Like eBay, Mercari, Poshmark, Goat, StockX, having them on those five is going to get you a lot more eyeballs than just having them on eBay, mm -hmm. right? And what it allows you to do, again, it adds a little bit of ad, uh, upfront cost, right? But th this is your investment in your own business. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is you're automating away the fact that like the sale has to be done from just one location. Yep. What you're doing is saying like, hey, look, we have all these eyeballs. And you know, what if somebody on StockX sees this? Because they're most likely just going to be on StockX. Maybe they'll go to one other place. They're not going to check out five different locations to find the perfect shoe, exactly. right? Or more likely, they're going to go on Google and just search for that shoe. Mm -hmm. And now if you have listed on five, all five locations, you're basically taking up in Google all those five listings mm -hmm. out of the top eight, ten, whatever appear on there. You're taking up five of them. So now, like the like, your shoe is the first one that's seen, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why it's important to list it in many locations. That's the thing that uh, Daily Refinement uh, Chris talked about before. Is these guys are even paying Google for ad cost? Yeah, right? they are. Yeah. So they're, they're literally if if you if you cross all these items, they're they're like Poshmark, Macari, Go are all literally paying Google money, a lot of money too. Yeah, well, so like it's SEO optimization, right? Yep. And so what they will do is pay Google money or they'll pay the hell out of optimization, put it that mm -hmm. way, right? They'll pay a lot of money for optimization and so they can appear in the top of the rankings on Google. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm searching for a specific kind of shoe when I search for it on Google um, and you as a seller are actually listing it on all five stores. Mm -hmm. So when I go on all these listings, I see like five of them listed by you I have a pretty good chance of then buying it from you directly. Even if, like, I probably won't even know, like, hey, this is Ty selling that shoe, right? Yep. I'll just see and I'll buy it from some, from that one location, It'll, and it turns out it's you because you've listed on all, all locations. That, this one thing that I, I think is really interesting is that um, what we've seen buying and kind of creating the marketplace and marketplace arbitrage right. is that eBay, since it's the biggest used marketplace, mm -hmm. right? The prices, because you're competing with everybody, dramatically dropped. Yeah. Right. But on Ofra, Macari, Poshmark, and all the other places, because they they have less competition mm -hmm. in that one thing, your price the price actually inflates. Right. In terms of eBay is the cheapest. That's why we're building the marketplace. Marketplace. Right. <laughs> eBay to Amazon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like once that happens and the market starts shifting, or you're on other platforms, not just competing with everybody on one platform you can sell a hell of a lot more and for a lot more money. That's, that's the basic model that we're going with right now. It's right. working out. Yeah, no, I mean, this is like, again, like it just, the eyeballs, it just lets you do so much more with your business. Mm -hmm. You can increase pricing. So you might even want to list something on eBay for a lower price because that's what it sells on eBay for. Yep. But on Poshmark, you might want to be able to list it for a little bit more because you might be able to sell for more, yep. right? And so it's the eyeballs um, and like getting on Google, right? Uh, it's just like, I, I think it's honestly like that. I can't like uh, encourage that enough. It just helps you move products so much faster and maybe even for a lot more money. Exactly. I like that.
Other than that, like, uh, what's the next play that we're trying to do with the processing? Let's, let's talk about that in terms of what's the next step for customers that want to join us. Um, and uh, that kind of play, let's get people up and running. I know we have a kind of a wait list right now because we have a lot of people trying to get on this. Um, so you might have to wait a little bit, um, but join it as soon as possible because then we can get to you as fast as possible. Right, so I think uh, the first one, we started off like product sourcing uh, like at the end of December, right? Yep. As, a, as a big kind of, um, that one has a ton of customers coming in already. And um, honestly, like it, it's like the bottleneck has been us trying to get up with the customer fast enough. Mm -hmm. And But the reason we're moving slow is because we, I, and, I, and I had one customer that was like, hey dude, here's my credit card, I'll send it over. I was, yep. like, I was like, hold on, let me just, you know, take the time to actually understand exactly your needs. Mm -hmm. Then we'll take the money and then we'll get up and running with you, right? Because the thing we want to do is we want to make every customer happy. Yep. And so this is why there is a wait list, unfortunately, um, because we want to make sure we produce the perfect results. So with processing, what's specifically happening is um, in the last like uh, month and a half or so, we've been running use cases for our customers, making sure it's done perfectly. Mm -hmm. And so by the time we get to our new customers now, we know exactly what issues come up. And so um, as a customer, you come on board, you're not worried about like, hey, how's this gonna happen? Or do I need to like worry about this or any checkups every day? No, like we've already taken care of all that for you. Yep. And so I think the next step on there is like, we still have a wait list just because it takes us time to understand customers, mm -hmm. where they want to list, how they want to list. Yep. Um, there's stupid little thing, right? I'll tell you like on eBay, if you have something that says quantity four, right? You have mm -hmm. four quantities, mm -hmm. on Parchmark, it lists it four, it lists it four times, yep. right? At first we thought these are duplicate listings. We realized, no, it's not, right? It's on eBay, you're actually selling four of these and you have four mm -hmm. in your like office sitting around, mm -hmm. but on Poshmark it listed four times. So these are little things that we want to get up and running with a customer understand how they want to list it. Some will say like, look, I just want to list it once. Others will say, no, no, put it on there four, four times. So mm -hmm. these are some questions that we have to run through with customers and kind of customize their experience. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the end of the way, that's why there's a wait list. But yeah, I think for next steps is, I don't know, maybe like the easiest way is like hitting up hitting you up because these are your like these people listen to you anyway yeah, yeah. like hitting you up on your instagram um on you know, on Lacroix, mm -hmm. and basically saying like hey i want to uh, get a va for processing yep and then we can get them up and running pretty fast we'll also have in the description uh, we'll have mm -hmm. a uh, a kind of sign up sheet right so just put your name and email address and your phone number we'll, we'll reach back out to you as soon as once we get that slot opened up but again if you guys really want to blow your up your business um, Crossing is, is going to be one of the main things you need to focus on. And then next, like I said, we're going to solve that listing problem, right? That everybody has is going to be the next step after that. So we're trying to do the whole back end for you guys as fast as we possibly can get that up and running. Um, really to create value. I think you said before, um, we don't like, like we had a guy trying to throw money at us at first, yeah, right? Yeah. We don't end up, we like, we personally do well enough that we don't want to pull money off you for no good reason. We want to create value. We're trying to build a brand and a product around value, not just trying to grab your money. Like you, like I know people are, people all the time, I know like uh, Shopify and Dropshippers, they're trying to sell you things all day long. They have no good value. We want to create value and then really blow up our business right. and grow from that. Because if you don't produce value, really you don't produce anything. I mean, like, to me, like it's a simple thing, right? If this guy paid me money this time and we didn't provide him value, he's not going to pay me again, exactly. right? And so like now, like I, I did all this training with the VA, got him up and running, and now that's all wasted, right? And so I, I think it goes back to our original point. Right? We want to create value for our customers mm -hmm. so they get big and they give us more money. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we want to handle everything on the back end as much as possible mm -hmm. for you guys. I think other than that, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, man. No, thanks for having me again. This was great. Like, yeah. uh, I'm super excited about cross-listing. Like, this is just has been, I think, uh, just an unbelievable for our customers. Like, I can't like 100%. express that enough. Like, 
you know, they're like, hey, how fast can we do this, do this? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I, I love it when our customers like, I want more of this, right? Which yep. is great, right? And so, um, yeah, guys, come like, you know, hit up the form on um, the description of the uh, of the podcast. Yep. And then like, uh, we'd love to kind of, you know, talk to you about like what your needs are. Exactly. Other than that, uh, like, follow, subscribe if you have any questions. I think uh, Sid and I are going to be doing this more often, correct? Yeah. Right? Yes. So we're going to shoot for this once a week or is it once every two weeks? I, I think let's try it once a week. And then once like, a week? Yeah. Perfect. We're going to jump on different topics and different things. Today, obviously, is that automation and how to automate your business. Um, mm. Next one's going to be a different topic. So stay, uh, follow along. We also have a podcast on all your podcasts, Shopify, um, Google, uh, and Apple as well. So follow and subscribe those if you want to join us. And really, this is about how to grow your business as fast and as profitable as possible. Other than that, thank you for joining in, and we'll catch you next time. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, everyone.